Making Waves is on the clock, and we are back for the pre-draft episode, baby. Let's dive right in. Making Waves, an NFL Confidence Pool podcast. I'm your host, Mac. And I'm your host, Bob. And it has been three months since the end of the 2022-2023 NFL season. We got about four months to go before the next season kicks off. We could not stay away. We had to hop on for a pre-draft episode. The NFL draft is tomorrow night. There's a lot of excitement surrounding this draft. There's a lot of great players. There's also a lot of, I would say, uncertainty around where a lot of these players are going to end up, which makes it it so, so exciting. And I will certainly be tuning in. I don't know about you, Bob. I will absolutely be tuning in. And uncertainty, very good word. Uh, I agree. There's a lot of it. (laughs) You're so welcome. There is a lot of it. As Max said, I and she both obviously could not stay away. It's only been a couple months since uh, the book was closed on the 2022-2023 season. We've still got four months until the kickoff, like my co-host said once again. But we're just so excited for tomorrow night. Both of our teams have a top 10 pick. Uh, Both of our teams are looking like we're in a really good position heading into the season. And we're just excited to dive right into everything NFL and, more importantly, draft. Absolutely. And I just got to say, woke up this morning knowing that we were going to record a podcast and it's just exciting to be back in the the full swing of NFL things and talking about the NFL and looking at players, looking at trades and all the different things that have been happening. And boy, oh boy, has it been a lot. There have been a lot of off-season updates so far already and we're not even to the draft yet. And there's just a lot of excitement, a lot of changes Uh, coming up with this next season, but also a lot of excitement surrounding that. And we're going to dive into all that and more throughout this episode, starting with some off-season updates. And then we'll go into a little bit of a mock draft, so to speak, where Bob and I are going to make our predictions for what's going to happen tomorrow night uh, for the first round, just the first 10 picks. There's like something like What is it? 190 something picks overall or yeah, we're not going through all of them. We're just going through the top 10. (laughs) I mean, it'd be great if we went through all seven rounds, AKA like what, what are there? 30, 32 teams times seven. So yeah, 200 some odd picks. I mean, we can, if our fans, if the wave riders really want us to, but for now we're going to stick with the top 10. Yeah. Yeah. So no predictions for Mr. Irrelevant for this season, but Hey, Teams better be paying attention all the way through because if we learned anything last season, Mr. Irrelevant, not so irrelevant anymore. Exactly. Exactly. So some exciting stuff coming up and most excited. I am most excited about this first update we're going to be giving for the off-season updates. Bob, why don't you just take it away? Because I can't stand the suspense any longer. Tell our fans the good old news. Oh, wow. Well, 
Speaking of suspense, everybody in the NFC North uh, talking about Bears fans, Lions fans, Vikings fans, most other fan bases as well in the NFC have been on the edge of their seat for the last, it feels like about month, month and a half since this news initially broke. And then there's been a stall. There's been, you know, kind of just hemming and hawing, waiting for the last shoe to finally drop. And as of yesterday, it was official. I guess it was two days ago. It was officially official that the Wicked Witch of the West. Oh, sorry. I think it officially the signed documents actually went through this morning. So. Oh, this morning. Okay. Like well, I said. Officially, it was announced two days ago. Yes. Well, now the signed documents have come through officially, officially, officially this morning. But the Wicked Witch of the West has finally melted into a puddle. Uh, the person who has been just torturing our fan bases and our teams for almost a decade and a half. The guy that we love to hate is out of the NFC North forever. Knock adios. On Don't let the door hit you on the way out. I would say adios, amigo, but he is not our amigo. Adios, uh, public enemy number one. Aaron Rodgers has finally been dealt. He's been traded. He will no longer be the dark cloud over our heads two times a year, even though Max boys were kind of the dark yeah, cloud whoa, over whoa, his. I was going to say, speak for yourself. I mean, yes. Max he did boys say he were... owned the Bears. He never said he owned the Lions. So, Well, now I, th- I thought we were on the same team here. Now it seems we like are, we're kind we of are. taking Sorry, shots at We're me. on the same team. Bye-bye, Rodgers. Thank you. Bye-bye, Rodgers. So, yes, he is finally gone. He's done owning my favorite franchise. He's done with Hal Marys. He's done with the stupid belt. Buckle, sign, State Farm, stupid arse. Oh, explicit already. He's gone. He's been traded to the New York Jets for a couple of picks. I know me and you were texting about it a little bit, Mac. I feel like what the Packers got for him wasn't nearly what he is worth. So that's another great part of this. Yeah. Because when I initially heard this news break, I'm like, oh, the Packers are going to get the number one this year. They're going to get the number two. They're probably going to get a couple of really good NFL players from the Jets and then multiple first-round picks in the future. They just swapped their picks, a.k.a. the Packers moved up two spots, right? And then they got like a second-rounder that can turn into a first-rounder, and that's like about it, right? Yeah, so I believe they got, um, I don't know the specifics of it, but I believe they swapped their first round picks. I believe they also got the Jets' second round pick of this year. I think they did get a, li- a little bit more. I think they got a first round pick next year and then a contingent second round pick in 2025. That could be a first round pick. Or maybe the next year one is a second round pick, contingent first year pick if Rodgers plays like 75% of the games or something like that, which right. he will. Um, so so they really did get three. They got two first-round picks and I think two or three second or more, second or later. Uh, right. Picks. So they got a lot of draft capital. They really did. But I was also expecting players or or something else in terms of that that trade. But, yeah. Yeah. I was definitely happily surprised that it wasn't – a crazy amount more, but yeah, obviously me and Mac and most of the people that will be listening to this podcast are going to be ecstatic with this news and already have been celebrating for the past couple days uh, since news officially broke. But yeah, I mean, this obviously turns NFC North or the, the expectations for the division upside down. The best quarterback in the division for the past 15 years is gone. 
I don't know much about Jordan Love. He hasn't really impressed me with what he's shown when he has had his, you know, small uh, opportunities on the field for the Packers. But I mean, this has got to be the Bears division now, right? Like Packers, Packers have no Rodgers. I mean, the Bears are right there. I love that you're saying that. You can't fully get it out with without a little smile and hint of laughter behind your voice. Because I'm so excited about it. (laughs) You wish. It is absolutely the Lions that I think are are next up on the slate. Hey, you agree to that. We've talked about this off air. I know you agree to that. I think that the I think that the Bears could potentially be second, especially with some of the trades that happen with the Vikings and things like that. But. If there's any indication of what this season could shape up to be, I absolutely believe the Lions are at the top of that. Well, I mean, I guess we'll and believe I'm what we so want. I'm so stinging excited. <laughs> I guess we'll both believe what we want to believe. I truly believe, depending on what happens tomorrow night, if things go well, if things go they the could. way they're supposed to go, that I think the Bears have a legitimate chance. And all jokes aside, I also think that the uh, – the boys in Honolulu Blue also have a legitimate chance. And I know yep. the betters in Vegas have been really high on on your favorite squad um, ever since this Rodgers news. And even before yeah. Yeah. the news broke about him not being on the Packers, I know yeah. the odds makers were pretty high up on the Lions. So it's going to be interesting, and we have a lot to it be excited really about. It really is. Yeah, we're going to have a fun season ahead of us, especially if it is between the Bears and the Lions, which – literally could not tell you a time that has ever happened where the bears and the lions are both kind of at the top of the division. I'm just excited for what's to come. And obviously there will be a lot more, a lot more to behind the bets that we make a lot more behind the discussions that we have. Um, It's just going to be fun. It's going to be a fun, fun season for sure. I can't wait. Wait. I mean, I I love the summer and there's a lot to look forward to between now and September, but can it be September already? Like, come on. It can, but hopefully we can at least still go on our Dirty 30 Mexico trip that we're taking this summer. Yes. So let's just skip to that, and then okay. we'll skip to September. We'll skip sound to good? July 5th, and then we'll skip to Labor Day weekend. That sounds good to me. Okay. Well, actually, I might need to also celebrate the rest of July because I'm meeting. I, I've got two sisters that are pregnant. I'm going to have two either nieces mm. or nephews coming into the into the world wearing baby giants gear or baby lions gear and I've got to meet them at least. And then yeah. we'll skip to September. Now we're getting a little crazy. I mean, okay, sorry, sorry. can we just do dirty, dirty, 30 trip and then I can skip to Labor Day and you can do your stuff in, in right, July as you well. You skip ahead. Uh, okay. Come back. Let me know how the lions are doing. If they're doing good enough. Sorry, Amy. Sorry, Eli. Sorry, Kendo. Sorry, Carson. I am skipping all the way ahead. Okay. I'll skip ahead. Meet you there. And then you can meet babies and uh, we'll see, uh, I don't know, week two, week three, something like that. (laughs) All right. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. (laughs) Perfect. Oh my gosh. No, but for real, definitely a lot of exciting things. That's obviously a big one. And I got to be honest with you, the Jets are shaping up to be scary. Not only did they have the defensive rookie of the year and the offensive rookie of the year, right? With Garrett Wilson and then Sauce Gardner. But now they have this like, multi-MVP quarterback on their team. They've got Brees Hall, who's absolutely electric. I'm kind of scared of the Jets. I'm not going to lie, but I'm glad they are out of our division. He is out of our hair. We don't have to play him twice a year anymore. And we'll let somebody else knock him out in playoffs, and we'll be fine. Man, and I completely agree. And the Jets, I mean, they had freaking Zach Wilson, who you were very publicly um, critical towards for good reason. Yeah, Zach. 
Send me that gear back. I sent him some gear to apologize. Send it back. I don't apologize. I meant what I said, and I was right. <laughs> Just saying. You were right. We need that gear back, but honestly, like, he's probably never going to start another NFL game, so maybe he needs that for, like, a little, you know, I don't know, token of, you know, you made it here. Here's your gear. You're probably not going to play much, but, like, keep this amazing <laughs> – 100% cotton making waves sweat. Take the shirt off our back because you're going to need it. <laughs> you won't you're be making the big bucks anymore. <laughs> you're, no buco bucks for him, that's for damn sure. Uh, but yeah, I was thinking about it earlier this week, and you kind of hit on what I was going to say. The AFC East is a freaking wagon now with, obviously you got the Bills. They've been perennially, is that a word, perennially? Yeah, like uh, like annually, like they're good, like they're repeatedly good perennially. Yeah, I, I guess, I guess. That, I know yeah, perennial per- is a word, but perennially. Yeah. Yeah, perennial is like in terms of like plants, right? They come back every year. So I think that, yeah. that I get where you're going okay. with that. We'll, we'll accept. Wave, wave riders. Okay, we'll accept. Wave riders, rip me apart in our DMs on Instagram. If that's not a word, just call me names, whatever. But please let us know. But uh, yeah, we got the Bills in that division and Allen. Obviously, the Dolphins, if Tua stays healthy and doesn't get concussions, they're a wagon as well. There's just in. That is a word, and you use it correctly. Wow. Suck that, Wave Riders. I wow. Mean, uh, sorry, Wave Riders. I I'm love so you, sorry. But, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I interrupted okay. you. No, you're good. Starting the uh, the season off with a bang. It just happened so rare. I had to give you your kudos, you know? <laughs> Thank you for the kudos. Appreciate that. Perennially. I get kudos perennially. <laughs> Oh geez. Okay, but uh continue. that's gonna be the, the new bills, word. The that's gonna be that's gonna be the that's gonna be the new <laughs> saying of the season. Pants on the ankles, egg on the faces last year. Perennially is the first saying that we'll be saying all the time for this season. But AFC East, I digress. Some things never change. We've got Josh Allen in the Bills now, we've got Tua in the Dolphins, and we've got Rodgers in the Jets. Who's the other team in that division? Wait, which what are you talking about? Uh the AFC East now that Rodgers with the Jets, we got, oh, the Patriots. Oh, yeah, the Patriots. So that, so that division, I mean, Mac Jones, unfortunately, your namesake, uh, Mac, will for sure be the worst quarterback in that division. But, yeah, Allen, Tua, and Rodgers, the AFC East might be the new uh, AFC West uh, upcoming this year. So it's just so totally. much to look forward to. I totally agree. And it's so fun to when things shift like that because – Crazy. If you talk about the the Jets, you know – for multiple years, they were not a great team. And it's just cool how things are shifting and changing. Yeah. Speaking of shifting and changing, we can move along to the next change that has occurred so far in this off season. Wow. She's still got her transition folks. Smooth as butter. Transition game still on point. Transition game strong. Moving on to the second update we have here. Odell Beckham Jr. We were waiting all last season to see where he was going to land. Obviously, if you'll remember, he won a Super Bowl ring with the L.A. Rams two years ago. All last season, he ended up tearing his ACL in that game. Uh, He was out for most of the season. We thought he was going to land somewhere during the season last year, but he didn't. He held out. In this offseason, he has now been traded. He is going to be playing for the Baltimore Ravens. And normally, I would be like, holy cow, what an incredible pairing Lamar Jackson, Odell Beckham Jr. The Ravens are going to be a team to watch, especially offensively. But there is a little bit of a question mark there because Lamar has requested a trade from the Ravens that hasn't necessarily 
happened yet. That hasn't gone through, but he's trying to make that dough. He's trying to make that money. The team has not been meeting what he has been asking for. Um, so there is a chance that he will be traded. I don't know that that's certain. Um, there's a chance that they could also keep him, but I don't know why you would want to stick with a team or a team would want to stick with you when you're trying to get out. I think most likely scenario, he probably will get traded at some point. But who knows, maybe with this Odell Beckham Jr. signing, maybe he'll have a little bit uh, something else that he'll want to stick around for. So that is just yeah. something to consider in this offseason. Agreed with everything you said there per usual. Well, not per usual. Um, when you talk about the Lions, I usually don't agree with you. But with that uh, analysis, 99% of the time, though. 99% when it's not about Lions, 100%. But yeah, I... Uh, I agree. That is a huge move by the Ravens. And a lot of people expected Odell to come back middle of last year. He was doing like, it was very public that he was doing all these visits and stops at, you know, different contenders. And yeah, he just never ended up signing last year. But last time we saw him on a field was when he was with the Rams and he had like two touchdowns in the first half of the Super Bowl. Um, and then he obviously tore his ACL and we haven't seen him since, but Odell is definitely still in his prime. It's a great pickup. And Lamar has been looking for a number one receiver for a long time. He's got how does he still have Hollywood? No, Hollywood Brown's on the Cardinals now. Um, yep, he got traded to the Cardinals last year. Yeah, he's he's got Mark Andrews, but obviously he's a tight end, and uh, yeah, he's been looking for a number one receiver for a while. So yeah, Lamar did request that trade. It was before the Odell, and I heard that the night that Odell signed with Baltimore, they were seen in Miami together, like out to like some bougie ours dinner uh celebrating so okay. i do think lamar will at the very least start with the ravens and if they're if they've got any football sense they'll they'll uh pay him what he wants and deserves and, and lock him down for the foreseeable future but yeah that's a totally. scary a scary duo with lamar and odell so baltimore, absolutely baltimore stand up baltimore coming in hot and coming in them, hot. you know lamar is a great quarterback so get him some money get that man some money give him some dough Give him some dough. I'm excited for this. Speaking of dough. Speaking of dough, what's this have to do with money? This has a lot to do, though, with getting something compensated in some way because, holy cow, the amount that the Bears got. I'll let you take it this way with the, the number three update here, but, geez, I'm not happy about it. <laughs> I, I can take this one away? You're letting me yeah, take the Bears all one? you. All you. Thank you. Sorry, I'm just fist pumping over here. Yes, 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 yes. Wow. So we'll take it back to early March. I was heading to Vegas for the weekend to uh, go to a bachelor party of one of our wave riders, Casey Smith. And I was waiting in the airport. And all of a sudden, my phone just started blowing up with texts and updates and alerts. And everyone's like, oh, my God, the Bears traded away the first pick. And I was like, no, why would we do that? I wanted Jalen Carter or Will Anderson Jr. And I was fully committed to getting one of these stud defensive ends or defensive tackles. And all of a sudden my phone is blowing up and the bears traded the first pick and it was blowing up so much to the point where I could not load like the articles. And I was like, Oh my God, like, did they drop the ball? Did they drop the bag? Did they get enough for the pick in short? Oh, yes, they got enough for the pick. They, they got more than enough for the pick. It's absurd. It was absurd. We definitely, as the young kids are saying these days, we fleeced the Panthers. We put the blanket. That's what kids are saying. We, they I said have we never them. heard that. 
I mean, you got to be around the kids more. They, Sorry, they, they I guess them. I'm not hip. I'm not hip. I'm not happening. I'm 30 we are, now. We're, th- we're both 30 now. Uh, Wave Riders. That's another off-season update, Wave Riders. We're Wave both Riders, 30 now. Both of your favorite hosts recently did turn 30 within the last <laughs> couple weeks. And uh, I guess we're not as hip as we should be anymore, but... The Bears fleece the Panthers. They fleece and the Panthers. Okay, we fleece them. So yeah, put that put that in the uh, the repertoire in case oh, yeah. you're around. You know, I'm storing it folks. up here. Store it away. You'll need it for sure this year. But uh, yeah, the Bears got more, got everything and more than I ever could have imagined. The number one priority for my Chicago Bears this offseason, and it was very public that Justin Fields needed help. That includes offensive line help, but more importantly, receiving help. And we went out and got a number one receiver, DJ Moore. He's had quarterbacks in his career, such as Chase Darnold, Baker Mayfield, PJ Walker, and he has still been putting up crazy numbers. He is he's definitely league-wide believed to be a top 15-ish receiver. He'll be our number one. That'll put Mooney to two. Claypool to three. We got Cole Komet. So getting him alone, I was like, Amazing. We needed a number one guy and we got a solidified number one guy. But then I continued reading with a big old smile on my face and saw that we got their number one pick. So obviously they got our number one pick. We got their number nine. So I'm like, okay, we still got a top 10 pick. We got DJ Moore. We got the number one, their number one first round pick for next year, which could be a top (laughs) five pick. And then we got their second round pick this year and next year. So, oh my God, we're swimming in picks. We're swimming in talent and the bears are back, baby. Yeah. You guys got so much for that trade, which absolutely is just absurd. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people were kind of vying for that number one pick because there are a lot of good quarterbacks in this draft class. And there are a lot of teams that are in need of those quarterbacks, but come on now, The, the amount of picks and DJ Moore just, Freaking stupid. The Panthers absolutely shit the bed in this one, in my opinion. Oh, explicit. Sorry. but That was a hard S-H-I-T. She didn't it say was. Shiz. It was. They, sorry, they sharded in the bed. I, what do you, <laughs> is that Much better? better? I thought you were going to okay. say shiz, but I guess we'll go with sharded. <laughs> <laughs> they shizzed the bed. <laughs> they sharded the bed. Oh, and I only live two hours from Charlotte, so I may need to go over there and burn that city to the ground. <laughs> you might have to, and Honestly, the bear, yeah, geez. I guess that's a do that. I was burning down Indy last year. Indy's on your hit list. Charlotte is now on mine. These cities better watch out. They better watch out because they're pissing us off and we're not joking around. Obviously, (laughs) Charlotte did not piss me off. I would love to cover Charlotte in gold. Um, So, in my opinion, Charlotte, I love you to death. And thank you so much for talking on them that you fleeced them. So, I'm going to cut that clip and I'm going to send it over there. Send it to them, and all their fans will be like, "Yeah, they sure as heck did." Our yeah, their fans office, do probably. Our front that. office stinks, but I will. It goes without saying, I'll be cheering for the Bears every week this this fall, and I'll be cheering. Oh, you will. The, yeah, is that, no. is that shocking? Surprising right? to me. Shocking. Shocking, right? Truly shocking. And I will also be cheering against the Panthers, so we can maybe get another top three or four pick for next year. So all is all all is well in Chicago. And I don't know what the Panthers saw in one of these quarterbacks, but they must have been like, we cannot miss out on this guy because they gave away their whole future to the Bears. So, cool. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. Obviously, they need a quarterback bad. Yeah. But still, yeah, they they gave away 
their absolute soul and they gave it to the devil. So whoa, are we talking about Aaron Rodgers again? What the heck? <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm just dancing over here. <laughs> All right. Fine. Well, let's dancing. move on to some good news. That's obviously well, some really bad news. That was let's great. Let's move on news. to some good news. And let's talk about what the Lions have done this offseason. My boys have also done pretty good this offseason. I wouldn't say it's a DJ Moore and multiple first round picks and multiple second round picks type of that. But we have picked up some really good people in the offseason, starting with a former Bear. Come on over to the uh, the light side, the good side. David Montgomery, come on over. We unfortunately had to release Jamal Williams. He was asking for money for more money. I think he deserved it. He obviously broke a touchdown record last year for us, uh, beating out Barry Sanders with 17 touch, rushing touchdowns. We ended up releasing him. Sorry, Jamal. Love him. He went on down, and he's down in Louisiana, and he's a saint now. So You're down in the bayou. He's down in the bayou. <laughs> uh, love him. So still be rooting for him. But instead, we picked up another kind of ground and pound running back in David Montgomery. So pretty happy with that one. I know you probably weren't so much. But we'll yeah, take him. I don't need to talk on that one. <laughs> All right. You don't need to talk on that one. O- only good vibes tonight. Beyond that, we also picked up Cam Sutton from the Pittsburgh Steelers. So a great safety to have out in the backfield we're really uh putting a lot into our into our secondary there and of all of them the best one in my opinion arguably one of the best free agents on the market was cj gardner johnson of the philadelphia eagles you remember how strong that eagles defense was picking him up for our backfield in that secondary Oh my goodness, that was a good day for me. That was a good day for Lions fans. And just finally investing in that defense that we need to invest in so much. So offseason for the Lions has not been too shabby either. And we have two first-round draft picks thanks to our trade of Matthew Stafford to the Rams. We've got number six overall. And then we also have, I think it's, what? what's the next one? I think it's number 16. I think it's no. like 18. I, I thought it was a little sooner than that. I thought it was like 14 or Maybe it's 14. 15. Lions first. I should know round. this. Jeez, what what kind of yeah, fan what am I? The heck? We have number six, and I thought it was number eighteen, maybe, but it just says two first rounds. What the heck? Oh, egg out of my face, pants on my ankles. You were right. It's eighteen. Oh, thank goodness. Okay, I I know more than I thought I did. So yeah, we got number 18. six. We got number eighteen. Two first round picks this year. And the, the offense we had last year, still, for the most part, intact, minus uh, Jamal. And then some other stupidity on the Lions front. But we won't even get into that. Oh, you don't want to hit on that right now? Uh, no, we don't need to okay. talk about the suspensions that some of our players received for illegal gambling. But that's all right. Moving we'll, along. We'll save that for the fall. <laughs> we'll save that for the fall. <laughs> Moving along to the number five off-season update. What you got for us, Bob? Number five. So the next thing on my list as my potato phone Android is loading is a very, very well-known cornerback. Uh, He's been on the front lines for a lot of reasons, uh, a lot of football reasons and a lot of just big mouth reasons. He loves to crap talk and Uh, I feel like he's one of those guys that if he's on your team, you absolutely love him. If you're playing against him, especially if you're a receiver, you absolutely despise the guy. We're talking about Jalen Ramsey, and he was picked up by the Dolphins. So the Dolphins have a lot of big names. They've got a lot of speed. They have got a lot of promise and upside. 
And I think it all comes down to whether or not Tua can stay healthy and stay on the field because before he got hurt, the Dolphins were looking like a powerhouse in the AFC. Obviously, he got a couple really nasty concussions and he was playing pretty bad down the stretch because he had a lot of nasty concussions. But getting Jalen Ramsey for them is huge. They had a kind of a weaker secondary and he was, um, I'd say him as well as CJ Gardner Johnson. He chose the wrong team. But those two were probably the top cornerbacks that were out there and Jalen obviously went to the Dolphins so that was a big pickup for Miami so yeah that's that's uh, update number five and I would also like to apologize for my co-host she was talking all about how excited she was about the Lions getting CJ from the Eagles but she forgot to apologize to our favorite Eagles fan Big T we're really sorry that the Lions stole your favorite cornerback Mac was just shoving that in your face, how excited she was that she didn't even apologize for taking your player. So I'd like to apologize. Big T. Um, Big T. I'm thinking, I'm thinking about gonna you. You're going to be all right. Super Bowl runners up. You've got a number 10 overall pick. I think, I think the Eagles are going to be doing just fine this year. I think they are as well. They also just locked down their uh, franchise quarterback for a lot of money. So yes. Big T just wanted to give you a shout out. Happy to have you back in the States. And uh, yeah, that was update number five. All right. Sounds good. Uh, number six, we have the Giants making some moves in this offseason to acquire some help. Uh, definitely some questionable things by the Giants, in my opinion. Obviously, they're pretty strong with, with Daniel Jones and kind of pursuing that and making sure that they're building around him, which who knows? They There must be something there that I'm not paying attention to, I guess. But what, they're do, what they did is they went and got him some help with Darren Waller, the tight end out of Las Vegas Raiders, and hey. he is now on the Giants. That was a big move for them. Darren Waller is a huge tight end, a top, I don't know, I would say like top two, three number ranking tight end behind Travis Kelsey, maybe Mark Andrews. Um, there's some good tight ends out there, but he's definitely in the mix for one of those top tight ends. So him moving to the Giants, that was a big move for them. And obviously they're trying to build up their offense around around Daniel Jones, it's seeming like. So good move, Giants. Yeah. And I hope you're happy about that one, Eli. Shout out, Eli, future papa. Um, yeah, that's a great one. And I agree with you. I feel like the tight ends, like there's a lot of really, uh, not a lot of good ones. There's a couple at the very top. And then there's a lot like kind of crammed in the middle, like yeah. Hawkinson and guys like that, like in the middle that are, I'd say the top couple are, like you said, obviously Kelsey's in his own league. And then, yeah, I'd say between Kittle and Andrews and Waller, those guys are all like right up there as well. So that's a yep. huge debt for the Giants. And uh, I mean, they just paid Daniel Jones as well. They believe in him and we'll see if, no pun intended. It's gonna pay off. <laughs> why? Why is that? A, why is that a pun? Because I said they just paid Daniel Jones. So we'll, we'll see oh, if it's gonna pay oh, off. I, I missed that. I missed that first part. I thought you were trying to use it as a pun for like Darren Waller's name or something, and I was like, hmm, not following. <laughs> Darren Waller, money Waller, duh. Oh, my word. Okay, moving along, uh, we've got two more updates. It's been a bit of a QB carousel this offseason. It it always kind of is. QBs are moving around. Teams are looking for new things. There's still going to be a lot more that happens in this offseason. Heard a lot of rumors about Trey Lance possibly getting traded. Um, there's a lot of teams that need a quarterback and not enough within this draft class to fill all of those needs. So we'll see what happens throughout the rest of this offseason. But there have been two big quarterback moves. 
beyond the Rodgers trade that we already discussed. So go ahead, Bob. Why don't you take away the first one? I'd love to. So, yeah, speaking of Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders. They just got themselves a new quarterback. And, yeah, in San Francisco, I mean, talk about having more than you can handle. They had three quarterbacks that probably a third of the league would have died for one of the three. Obviously, they started the season expecting Trey Lance to be their QB1. He got hurt week two, so then obviously in comes Jimmy G. He was hemming and hawing. He was doing his thing, looking like they were going to be a team to reckon with in the NFC. He goes down. So then speaking of draft night tomorrow, Mr. Irrelevant, who has been been mentioned many times in this podcast, he took over. So they had three quarterbacks. Something's got to give. The one they decided to part with was Jimmy G. They didn't pay him. They're going with youth, which makes sense with uh, Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. But yeah, Garoppolo, Garoppolo was signed by the Raiders after they kind of went their own way from Carr. And yeah, I I think it's going to be interesting because we've only seen Garoppolo in this 49ers offense. I know he's with the Patriots way back when, but that was for like a season. And he really did well in that offense. A lot of people criticize him saying it's such a quarterback-friendly offense that literally anybody that goes in, Shanahan just has the offense set up to have a quarterback succeed. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how Garoppolo does in Vegas. He lost his maybe number one weapon, obviously, as we just uh, mentioned in Waller, but he's still got uh, Hunter Renfro. He's still got a couple other guys to throw to, and he's got one of the best running backs in Josh Jacobs. So, yeah, we'll see if he can. uh... Dante Adams. Am I okay? (laughs) You're good. Maybe, I was trying to I mean, think too. I was like, who do the Raiders even have? And I'm like, oh yeah, only like one of the best wide receivers in the league. <laughs> Don't mind me. They're probably the best receiver in football. Yeah, they they've You're lost fine. their best I weapon to Waller. Exact same thing. I, I did the exact same thing in my head. I'm like, man, the Raiders are gonna struggle this year, but no, they I totally forgot. Obviously, they've got one of the best wide receivers out there. Dang it. Okay, so like I said. Carr has a lot of weapons with Renfro and, of course, Devontae and Josh Jacobs. No, Garoppolo, so, yeah. Garoppolo, not Carr. Like I said, Garoppolo has tons of weapons in Las Vegas. So You're good. I'm, I'm, I'm realizing now we we kind of did these backwards because people are probably sitting there like, wait a minute, Derek Carr, where's he? Which were That's a number eight update. But perfect transition. We probably should have done that for number seven and switched the two. Oh, well. Well, here we you are. Live and you learn. Hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Here we are. Here we are. All right. Well, I'll move into number eight since we already kind of touched on that. Obviously, if Garoppolo is in Las Vegas for the Raiders, that means Derek Carr is not, unless you've got two starting quarterbacks on the team, which sometimes that happens, but nope, this did not happen this time. Derek Carr was traded. He is also going down to the bayou. He's going to New Orleans. He is a saint from here on out. Um, Well, for this next season, not from here on out explicitly, but yes, this next season, Derek Carr is a saint. He moved down there, and I expect some pretty good things. Like we already mentioned, Jamal Williams He is down there as a running back, as like a ground and pound running back. I think he's going to do a lot for them, especially complimenting Kamara. If Kamara is still down there, there's been some legal stuff with him. So who fully knows about that? But either way, they've got a pretty solid offense down there. They've got some good things moving for them. Uh, Michael Thomas, I believe, is still going to be down there. And the Saints actually did a pretty good job. Their defense was looking pretty good. Cam Jordan, um, they've got a lot of good pieces. So sending Derek Carr there, it will be interesting to see 
similar to what you said with Garoppolo. It'll just be interesting to see him in a new place with new pieces around him and see if he can actually break that barrier. He's never been viewed as like this um, elite quarterback. So we'll see maybe a new position, a new city, some new pieces around him will allow him to take that next step and become a, a pretty solid quarterback. I agree. I think, yeah. I mean, obviously Carr did not have his best season last year and he is on a downturn, but yeah, I mean, Garoppolo and him have upside to, I mean, who knows, maybe they're those, the kind of quarterbacks that go to a new city and all of a sudden their careers just revitalized. So I think both of those, they're not superstars, but I think Carr and Garoppolo, both of those are going to be exciting to watch. And if I was a fan of either of those teams, I'd be pumped. I mean, they've both, been to playoff games. Garoppolo has been to a Super Bowl, so we'll see. Absolutely. Yeah. I think they're both very good at managing games. Maybe not necessarily taking it. You know, they're not like that scrambling quarterback that you're getting out of some of these younger quarterbacks and things of that nature, but you still got good game managers, good game experience. Um, They're bringing a lot to the table, I think, in terms of their experiences as well. So yeah, should be exciting. Should be very, very exciting. So I am pumped to see and not to steal your transitions, but speaking of exciting, tomorrow night, boom, 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 the NFL draft 2023, Kansas City, baby, we are coming, we are taking you on, not us in person, I wish we were, but I will be on my TV taking on Kansas City in the NFL draft of 2023 and super excited. There's obviously a lot more updates this offseason beyond the eight that we just highlighted. There's been a lot of coaching changes, a lot of other player trades. We just wanted to highlight those those top eight and leave some room for a little mock draft here with the first 10 picks of the NFL. So I just think we should dive right in, Bob. But actually, oh, before we do, I know our fans have probably really been eager and excited they haven't uh, heard your advertisements in a, like three months. So, Bob, let's just give the people what they want before we do our mock drafts. Uh, it's time for a quick word from our sponsors. Oh, no. I truly did not even prepare for this like for a second. I, I didn't totally... either. I was just like, wait a minute. We have to do an advertisement. Oh, no. I totally forgot about this. Okay. Well, this is literally right off the cuff. Bum, 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 dun, dun, dun. Tonight's pre-draft episode is brought to you by Disney. We are bringing dreams alive when your name is called and your life's work is finally realized. Join a team. It's going to be great. Then grab your family and head to Disney. Disney. Sponsoring the pre-draft episode, we create and make sure dreams come true. Oh my god! Really like the realized, like the the little rhyme you had there. I actually thought that was pretty darn good. I'm not gonna lie. You know what? I've had worse. I've had worse. You've had way worse, and you've had had, you've had heads up for others, and they've been worse. So that was actually pretty darn good. Thank you. I just do Disney, you know, they bring dreams to life. And uh, yeah, I don't have sweat beating down my forehead, and that's happened before on uh, an advertisement. So you know what? We'll take it. We'll take it. Overall, I thought that was a great, great advertisement. Nice work. And thank (laughs) Thank you, Disney. I love Disney. 
Matt, you love Disney. Nick loves Disney. Like we all love Disney. And just thank you so much for all these hardworking young men, like these young men, they've been working their whole lives for this. And thank you so much for helping their dreams come true and celebrating that. Absolutely. And just supporting them and realizing their dreams. Thanks so much, Disney. Thanks, Disney. We love you. (laughs) All right. Let's kick off this mock draft for tomorrow night. So the way this is going to work, obviously, we just did the first top 10, like we said. Uh, Bob and I will both reveal our number one overall draft pick, number two, number three, all the way down to 10. And we'll just talk a little bit about why we kind of think that player would be a fit there. Um, Obviously, with any draft, we're not going to know until tomorrow. Things change in an instant. Teams can trade up. Teams can trade down. It's going to be wild, but this is just a fun little guessing game to see to see where we think these people will end up. So do you want to kick it off, Bob, with the number one overall draft pick for the 2023 NFL draft? I would love to. So as we've talked about at great length already, the first pick used to along to my boys, the Chicago Bears. They traded uh, to the Carolina Panthers. So on the clock, right the second, and I mean the second this podcast airs, because we're on the clock right now, as I said, to start off the episode. But right when this episode drops, the Carolina Panthers are on the clock. And this was like a 50-50 for me. And I feel like a lot of the experts have been saying the same thing. This is a one of two that they're going to go with. I, at least 100%. we think so. So just based off of what I've heard, how the pro combine or the pro day went um, and like the style of offense that Frank Reich, the new Panthers coach and kind of like that team, what he has around him. I think the first player drafted in the 2023 NFL draft is quarterback out of Alabama, Bryce Young, I think he's going to fit in well with that offense. I think Thielen is a good veteran receiver. He's going to be um, a pretty reliable guy for him to kind of hit the, the ground running. And I think Bryce Young is a pretty, pretty, uh, I don't know. I, I, I feel like you can't miss with him. He seems like he's a pretty, pretty legit talent. So I think Bryce Young will be the number one pick. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I was here nodding my head as Bob was talking. Um, I'll be curious to see if we have any other the same, but I was pretty confident we would probably have this one the same. I also have Bryce Young going first overall in the 2023 NFL draft to the Carolina Panthers. Couldn't agree more. All right. Yeah, yeah. This was probably the most confident pick that of the 10 that I that I had. <laughs> Oh my gosh, well, I cannot wait to hear the rest of yours in that case, because I was not confident about this one at all. Oh, really? <laughs> I was going back and forth between him and uh, possibly my next pick, but... Well, to me, the number one is the most confident you can be, because anything could happen at two, which then throws everything else off, you know what I mean? That's valid. I mean, the Panthers, hell, they could have known who they were going with number one since they traded for the Bears pick. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But yes, I think they're going to get their guy. I think they've been eyeing Bryce Young. So I think the Alabama stud is moving on over to Carolina. Well, you heard it here, folks. You heard (laughs) heard it here, here, voiced, folks. (laughs) You heard it here, voiced, folks. You heard it here first, folks. Bryce Young is the number one pick in the draft. You don't even need to watch because this is legit. So Panthers have selected Bryce Young. He's now their quarterback. All right, perfect. Panthers, Bryce Young, love it. All right, 
Number two overall, you want to just snake it back? Let's snake it. All right. I think this is where things are going to get interesting. Oh, because baby. there's been a lot of chatter in the offseason that the Texans are going to pick up a quarterback here. Yep. Um, and as we mentioned, you know, there's there's a couple quarterbacks on the board. There's been a lot of chatter about that. However. However. The Texans, clearly we saw this last this last season. They have made some moves that have not been the smartest. Number one, winning that last game when they had the number one overall pick. They went and won that. and then lost the number one overall pick. Clearly they're not the smartest team. But actually, I have been reading and hearing some other chitter-chatter that the Texans are going to do something different here, not select a quarterback, and instead build on their defense. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's – or D'Amico – is it D'Amico Ryan? Yep. Their coach um, was – Working for the 49ers, he helped build up that defense a lot. He helped work with Nick Bosa, and I've heard that he has a lot in terms of stock for edge rushers. So I have been reading some stuff that the number two overall pick could potentially, and in my mock draft, the Houston Texans have selected Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. What the heck? Not even the number one edge overall, but I have heard links to this name that they are super high on this guy. So that's what I have here in the mock draft. Tyree Wilson, edge, going to the Houston Texans. And the Texans just keep Texaning. Yep, okay. pretty much. I mean, hey, I guess if they get a head coach who is defensive-minded, he was the defensive, like you said, coordinator for the 49ers yep. for the last however many years. Yeah, I mean, if he's focused on defense, maybe he'll be like, that's a generational talent we need to get. So for sure. we shall see, but first, Okay, first surprise of this mock draft. I certainly tried to keep it interesting. There have there are a ton of mock drafts that have like three quarterbacks going in the top like five. I was trying to switch it up a little bit. And I really have been reading that a lot, that there is a high potential that the Texans will kind of steer away from the quarterback position that a lot of people think they're going to choose. Wow. If that happens, that would open up the rest of like three through seven big time. Oh, and yeah, boys, it definitely did. That scares did. me because your boys are right smack dab in the middle there. Okay, so, <clears throat> wow. Tyree Wilson, number two to the Texans. I like it. So, in my opinion, the Texans are all in on a quarterback. I have not read that about Tyree or, like, defensive ends or, like, just, like, focusing on the defensive end or defensive side of the ball. That does make sense. But who I have here is another quarterback I still uh, think they need their quarterback. Let me be very clear. I still think they need yes. a quarterback. Uh, I, that's just where I was going with my positioning. But. No, I respect it. And I like the wild card in there. But yeah, I know the Texans have been looking for their guy for a long time. And I'm trying to think about the last time the Texans had like a legit quarterback. And I cannot think of one in my head. When was the last time the Texans had? Well, it was Deshaun. Okay. So Deshaun yeah. back like three, four years ago, but obviously he's just the scummiest of scum. So we won't talk about him in this exciting podcast, but yeah, they have been without a quarterback for multiple years now. They need one Davis mills, no offense, man, but you're not in my opinion, the answer to that position. So just based off of, you know, next best position player up, I have the Texans going CJ Stroud quarterback out of Ohio state, he was the other guy that I was back and forth with um, for the Panthers to take it one. 
And it seems like for the last like month or so, all the experts have been going back between Bryce and CJ. He's obviously a stud as well. He's going to definitely um, succeed wherever he goes. And people really used to hate on Ohio State quarterbacks in the NFL. Oh, Ohio State quarterbacks never do we well still in do. the NFL. Excuse me? <laughs> sorry. We still do. Sorry, Justin. Not sorry. <laughs> I do not agree with that. Uh, please put that on record. But everyone's like, oh, Ohio State quarterbacks can't do it in the NFL. They can't they can't pass. They can't run. They're they're duds. They're they're losers. You know what? Justin Fields <laughs> proved all those naysayers wrong last year. And CJ is gonna be the beneficiary of Justin paving the way for the because you guys had the number one overall pick from what I recall. Are, are are we on the same team here? What's Sorry, happening? Same team, same team, same team. <laughs> but yes, I mean, she's just she always has I to go back. I can't resist. I can't resist an open shot at you, Bob. My ribs are just wide open. I'm looking the other way, and she decides to take a couple of quick jabs at him. <laughs> ow, 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 ow. But you know what? Justin's listening in. We got weapons around him now. He's gonna have his protection. And you just wait, Mackenz. Okay. I can't wait. I can't wait until about like mid November. Early December. I'm gonna rem- I'm gonna remember this moment, okay. April 26th, 4:52 Central Standard Time, and I'm I'm gonna have a chance to go for a shot, and I'm gonna take it. You should, as you should. I'm gonna take it. <laughs> All so, right. So CJ coming off the board for the Texans. For CJ you coming off the two. board. All so right. Got, yes. Number three on the clock, Arizona Cardinals. Who we got? So, Cardinals. In my opinion, they've got their quarterback as of now of the future. Uh, Kyler is still, I don't think he's on the hot seat yet. He's had some injury issues. He definitely for sure needs to stay healthy. And if he yeah, has a there. couple, for sure, if he has a couple more years where he can't stay on the field for 16, 17 games, then I think he's on the hot seat. But as of now, I feel like Arizona is pretty happy with Kyler. So in my opinion, I'm like, okay, what do they need? Well, they just lost JJ Watt to retirement. Their defense has definitely struggled the last couple of years. So they need a guy that really is going to turn that defensive line upside down and just be a guy that they can rely on for a decade or more. And the easy choice, in my opinion, is a guy that last year he wasn't draft eligible yet. He was like the number one guy on the board if he would have been able to leave last year. And this would have been one of the two guys that would have been 50-50 with the Bears would have kept their number one pick that I would have wanted. But I think the Cardinals are going to go D.E., um, they're going to go Will Anderson Jr. out of Alabama. He's a physical freak. He is a pass rusher. He can go off the edge. He can clog up the middle. He's a stud, and I think any Cardinals fan would be ecstatic if they got him. So I'm thinking Will Anderson is going to come off the board as the first defensive player at number three. Okay. All right. I like it. I definitely could see that being a potential option here at number three. Um, for my mock draft here, we've got the Arizona – Cardinals on the clock and oh my goodness. This just in. This just in a trade alert. The Tennessee Titans trade with the Arizona Cardinals down from the 11 slot to take the number three spot overlooking and jumping ahead of the Indianapolis Colts to try to get their quarterback because they have thrown Malik Willis to the wind. They have thrown caution to him. They have tossed him to the side from last year. Ryan Tannehill is on his way out. The the Titans are looking for their next quarterback, and he is coming out of Ohio State 
C.J. Stroud going to the Tennessee Titans number three overall. C.J. Stroud. Wow, Mac, I'm liking the outside the box thinking here. I did not. I'm way outside the box. I didn't do any trades inside my top ten. Dang it! Wait, you better watch out. What if literally every single one of these things happens? I would throw up in my pants. <laughs> but Wait, yeah, that's okay. that's what I'm that's what I'm going with. So you think you think they're done with Tannehill and they're they're done with the Malik project? Yes. Yeah, so I think that they're done with the Malik project. They ended up having him like <clears throat> lower on their starters list later in the season last year. He was like a way late addition. So I don't think it's too much of a loss for them. It's not like they spent like their number one overall pick on him or whatever. Okay. I so I don't think it's it. too, too much. I think they're going for a long-term quarterback and Tannehill is not the answer. I've seen a lot of things that they are getting ready to move on from him here within the next year or two. And that would give CJ a year to learn under him and we'll see. If after three picks, it goes Bryce Young, 100%. Tyree Wilson, and then the Titans <laughs> trade up for CJ Stroud, I'm going to be like, what is happening? I'm going to be freaked out. Okay, so I, I like have, it. I have heard a lot that they're either going to trade up or if he's on the board, they would take him at 11. So if he falls that far, I have heard that Oh, a lot. See, if CJ falls to 11. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Ballsy waiting to see if they- That would be ballsy. If and I don't know guy. if they would. That's why I'm thinking they're going to jump ahead of the Colts, who also need a quarterback, which brings me to the number four overall pick. The Indianapolis Colts on the clock select their guy that I have- Seen a lot of links with the guy that they are really high on. Will Levis, is that how you pronounce his last name? Quarterback Will Levis, yeah. from Kentucky. Uh, there's a lot of controversy around him. He's kind of, he's kind of seems like, sorry, explicit, a douchebag a little bit. Oh, oh right? my goodness. Doesn't he? Have you seen some of his videos and stuff? He seems kind of. He seems kind of cocky, I guess, but I don't know. We'll see what happens with him. But supposedly the Colts are really high on him, so I think they take him at number four overall. Okay, well, I'm going to say a lot of they absolutely need a quarterback. A thousand percent need a quarterback. They 100 percent. They've had a weird carousel the last couple years. They've been going like the veteran route. They had Phillip Rivers for one year. Then they had Matt Ryan for like a half a year. They keep grabbing these older guys. Obviously, it's not working out when they're grabbing Hall of Famers. And then they tried with – who's that guy out of Texas? They They tried with Wentz. They've tried with – Matt Ryan, they've tried with all these people. Yeah, and it's not working out. So I'm going to save some time here. I had the exact same thing. I have Colts at four going with Will Levis. Okay, wow, perfect. Easy peasy. Bingo, bingo, dodge, Number Durango. five through ten is where things get really dicey and questionable for me, but what do you got? Things get a little messy here. Um, the Seahawks, They, I originally thought they were going to go QB, but they seem that they're pretty happy not writing back with Geno because – Great. They just signed Gino to a mega deal, which, hey, well-deserved. Gino didn't write back all year, and because he didn't write back, he just got this contract. So I'm going to start not writing back, and maybe I'll get either a raise or a ton of money because it worked for Gino. So Seahawks do not need a quarterback. I feel like going like receiver or running back this early never really works out, so they will not do that. And they obviously got Kenneth Walker from Michigan State, rookie running back last year, so their defense is really the only thing that it looks like needs immediate like additions and help. And I've been reading a lot of stuff on Pete Carroll's kind of down on guys that don't really have like the Seahawk way or the Seahawk mentality or any guys with like 
off the field issues. So that immediately takes off Jalen Carter, in my opinion. So that would open up a guy that Mac had going a little earlier than I expected, but I have the Seahawks going with Tyree Wilson out of Texas tech. They need DE help big time. He would be in my draft with Will Anderson already off the board. He would be in my opinion, the best talent remaining that doesn't have any apparent off the field issues that Pete Carroll might have a problem with. So yeah, at number five, Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech going to Seattle. All right. I like it. We are certainly along very similar thinking lines here. Um, I also have an edge getting drafted to Seattle at number five, but I have arguably the number one edge behind Tyree Wilson. If it wasn't for that connection with the Texans, I have Will Anderson Jr., as you already mentioned, from Alabama going off the board here to the Seattle Seahawks. I think, oh, sorry, didn't mean to go. No, please, go ahead. I think if Will Anderson dropped to number five, Pete Carroll would poop his pants. And I he think would, so too. <laughs> they would take about two seconds to put that pick in. Because, yeah, if he's still available and if it's if what happens in your draft happens, that would be the biggest no-brainer pick of all time. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I don't see any way that he falls further than that. Um, but who knows? Th- crazier things have happened. Um, so yep. we'll see if that if that happens for the Seahawks. And then also with the Lions, I think they're in a similar boat here with the Seahawks. I think we're both kind of going for defensive players and things of that nature. Things could get dicey here because I really would be happy with any of the players for the Lions between Who's like, number six? Who has the number six pick? The Detroit Lions are oh, on the clock. Okay. These bad boys Got on it. my hat. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> any of the picks really between like five and eight that I have on mine, I would be more than happy with. I've heard some talk about the Lions looking at a quarterback here, like if CJ falls to this or Will Levis falls to this or Anthony Richardson even. I've heard some talk that the Lions might consider a quarterback at this point for down the line, looking at the future behind Jared Goff, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. As a fan of the Lions, though, I say absolutely not. I don't think there is any point in focusing on the future right now when we don't even have a present yet. Last year was a great improvement. We've got a really good team. We're starting to build some like camaraderie and some investment into the Lions. I fully believe in Holmes and Campbell. I think they're making a lot of great moves in Detroit. However, I don't think it would make sense to focus on the future when we didn't even make the playoffs. We were just shy. We need to focus on the present and really building that. And that starts, in my opinion, with defense. So I'd be happy with, you know, these edge rushers off the board, any of these cornerbacks off the board. It scares me a little bit with the pick that I have for the Lions because of his off-the-field situation. Um, As you mentioned, Jalen Carter, the defensive lineman out of Georgia. I think he's got so much elite potential. He potentially is the number one overall in this entire draft class when he is on. If we had him on the inside line with Hutchinson on the one side, we've got James Houston on the other side, that would be a scary defensive front that I would be all for. I'm a little concerned because of his off-the-field issues, but... I don't know. That's not for me to judge or to determine. So for number six overall, he's the best guy on the board at this point, in my opinion. I think the Detroit Lions go with Jalen Carter. 
Man, that would be scary. I do not want that to happen. <laughs> I do not want Hutchinson and Houston and Jalen Carter to all be like 23 and below on the same line. That would not be fun. So, I mean, this all seems realistic too. So this could absolutely happen. And I've seen mock drafts where he falls out of the top 10. Yeah. I guess it all depends on who's willing to take a chance on him. But his yeah. upside, like he was the far and away number one guy on the board a month and yeah. a half ago. And then yeah. he came to training camp a little out of shape and he had yeah. the uh, the speed racing accident. Yeah. I mean, I think he's got a lot to prove. I was reading some stuff trying to like wrap my head around if we were to draft him. And I guess all that is kind of like resolved in terms of court. Like he already got his sentencing and stuff. For those of you that don't know, he was involved in like this high speed crash that killed a teammate. He was basically like racing cars or something like that with teammates and a guy died. And of course he needs to be held responsible for that. And supposedly he already got his sentencing and all of those things involves like probation and fines, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't think there's going to be any other additional charges brought forth beyond that. But still, I mean, that's got a way on you, I would imagine. And there's still some stuff there in terms For sure. of questioning character and all of that. So Definitely, definitely. I mean, his on-the-field talent is uh, unquestioned for sure. But, um, yeah, I mean, if everything off the field is is settled and he's gone through all the necessary steps, then, I mean, at number six, that would be an incredible pick, and that would be very scary for me and anybody that's not a uh, a Lions fan. So, yeah, um, we'll see what happens tomorrow. But I, speaking of we pooping will. pants. I've also be- been seeing some stuff that has him in mock drafts of him falling all the way to the Bears. So, oh, oh, baby, baby, baby. Oh, baby, baby. But we'll, we'll see. What do you got? Who do you got my boys picking? At number six, I know we've talked about it at length about what your boys need. And I had said something about cornerback. And you're like, oh, I don't think so. And then, like, a couple days later, the Lions traded Jeff Okuda. And I was like, oh, now I think they actually sure, and they do. do need cornerback. And I think, I, I I think remember, we always did. I didn't think it was our number one need. But, yeah, now that they traded away Okuda, it's definitely that in defensive line. I don't know. Just defense in general we need. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. Yes. No, you're good. So I say cornerback is probably one of the highest, if not the highest, needs. And I remember this guy from the Big Ten. He was locked down all last year. And in a lot of uh, mock drafts, I've seen his name in the top five, six, seven. And it just seems like a good fit with a cornerback out of Illinois, Devin Witherspoon. So I have him going six to the Lions. Um, there's a couple cornerbacks that were kind of popping up, but just based off what I've read, it seems like this guy would be the best fit for that defensive scheme. So I've got Certainly. Witherspoon going number six. And hey, I'd be, a, I'd be, I mean, cornerback's a very important position. I'd rather that than uh, Jalen Carter. So <laughs> fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. No, I would actually be okay with picking him up. I agree. Cornerback is certainly a position that we do need to fill. Um, and yeah, I've read a lot of great things about him or even Christian Gonzalez, which we'll get yep. to, I'm sure, in in both of our top 10 mock drafts here. So, Oh, geez. Maybe I need to switch some things around. Oh, maybe not. Oh. Continue on. Number seven. Go ahead. Number seven. So uh, speaking of teams that usually don't have problems with people that have off the field issues, the Las Vegas Raiders. So that no, should kind of give you that should give you uh, a little bit of insight into who I'm going with here. I think it's a good fit. Um, not not ripping on the guy. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a, like I said, I'm assuming and hoping that he is uh, making amends for what happened. But um, yeah, I mean, 
all that aside, the Raiders also do have defensive problems. And it just seems like I think Carter will fall a little farther than people think. I don't think he'll fall past seven. So I think the Raiders are going to snag Jalen Carter in a heartbeat, knowing that this guy could have gone number one if all, things would have kind of panned out differently. But I think the Raiders are going to be pretty pumped with getting Jalen Carter at seven. Um, so I have the Raiders going with him. Okay. All right. I like it. Uh, a lot of similar names here, just distributed a little bit differently. Yep. For the Raiders, I have who I was just discussing, uh, picking up cornerback out of Oregon. It's Christian Gonzalez. Um, okay. He, Him and Devin Witherspoon are certainly the top two cornerbacks, I believe, in this class. So I, I see it going either way. But I agree. I think the biggest thing for the Raiders, they need to work on their defense. I mean, we already talked about on the offense, they have zero wide receivers, none of note. <laughs> they don't have any good ones. They don't have a top 20 receiver on their team. They don't have Devontae Adams or anything like that. Um, no, nope, but in nope. all seriousness, I know cornerback is a need for them. Uh, Christian Gonzalez, I've read a lot of really good things about him that he has probably the most upside out of any of the cornerbacks. Um, and a lot of length and speed and the things that you're looking for in guys that can immediately transition into the NFL. So. Yeah, I have the Raiders going with Gonzalez here at number seven. Okay, moving along to number eight. Moving along to number eight, the Atlanta Falcons are on the clock. I have them kind of following suit with this defensive front here. I have them also choosing a corner, one that you already mentioned, Devin Witherspoon. I have them picking him up here uh, at number eight out of Illinois. Okay, I like that pick. This is... This is one that I kind of went a little rogue on. Oh boy, is, I'm so excited. This is one. It's not, I don't think it's going to be the, the biggest shock in the world, but this is a name that we've not heard yet. And a lot of the mock drafts I've seen has Falcons going defense. I still think they need offense. They've got They do. They do. They, they definitely do. Yeah, and they've got weapons I know they've what got you're uh, say. Who I th- you probably do at this point. Who's the <laughs> tight Who's the tight end that they have? That stud from Florida that they got a couple years oh, ago. Oh, uh, Kyle Pitts. They have Kyle Pitts. They've got solid running backs. They've got, I'm trying to think, they have Cordero Patterson. They've got another receiver I can't think of. It's not Ridley because he's on Jacksonville now, but they've got some solid guys. They, I don't know why no and why people aren't talking about the Falcons as a team that needed a quarterback. Like, they had Marcus Mariota oh, wow. last year. Oh, you thought I was going to go somewhere I did not think that was who you were going to say. You probably Keep thought going. I was going to go. You thought I was going B. John Robinson, I bet. I, I thought you were going B. John Robinson because I've okay. heard his name tied to the Falcons. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, in my opinion, I'm sitting here like, okay, the Falcons have a lot of like, they have a good base, but this is such a quarterback heavy draft that I think they're going to go quarterback. And this guy sh- absolutely shined on his pro day. They've got Amen. Marcus Mariota. They've got Taylor Heineke, who Heineke did fine in Washington, but I still don't think he's the guy that's going to bring you like, you know, to a championship caliber team. Sorry, no offense, Heineke, I'll send you some swag, whatever. But (laughs) I think this guy, he's a Southern guy. He's from the South. I think he's going to fit in with the culture in Hotlanta, um, just based off like playing in the SEC, being very familiar with with, uh, just playing down there for a long time. I think Anthony Richardson – is going to be the freaking fourth quarterback off the board in the top ten. Which I don't wow. know if that's ever. I don't know if that's ever happened. Four quarterbacks in the top ten, but I think the Falcons are going to be like this is a guy that could change our franchise for the better. So I, I got Anthony Richardson here. 
All right. I actually like that pick. That that Thank makes you. a lot of sense. And yeah, I, I would be okay with that happening. I think that'd be a good fit. Thank you. Sorry, I'm air drumming over here because I think it's a no, perfect No, you're pick. good because you know who's coming next in number nine. Oh, that too. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> well, you haven't told me who you think the Falcons are going to pick yet. Yeah, I did. I just said Devin Witherspoon. Oh, sorry. I forgot that you went. So no, You're good. Apology. So now it's you with the oh, number nine pick overall, the Chicago Bears. It's like I'm just here when you're telling me your picks. Jeez, what the heck am I doing? Are you eating gummies yeah, over there? Yeah, are you even listening? Are you eating gummies over there right now? I am eating gummy bears. She just got exposed, folks. She thought that no one was going to know that she's eating her I'm Rebo gummies. I'm eating it so you don't hear it squishing, though. I know. I just wanted to let everyone know that you're eating her Rebo. Okay. Yes, I am. <laughs> number nine, I'm going to be in front of the tube tomorrow night. Probably some Tostitos, maybe a little queso, maybe some maybe some mild, of course, salsa, maybe a brew. Just so excited for this. And there's a lot of things that Bears can do here that would make me a happy camper. If Jalen Carter fell, yes. If Tyree Wilson somehow fell, which would be unheard of, yes. But if we get an offensive lineman, I am going to be a happy pappy. And there's two guys that make so much sense. And I've been going back and forth between two Big Ten offensive linemen. And just based off things that I've read, offensive line is weird because a lot of times, like for the average football fan, looking at you, Maddie and Vince, um, you might think of (laughs) offensive line as like you just need five or six of them and they can play anywhere. But that's not true. Some offensive linemen do well on the left side. Some do well on the right side. We need a left guard to block Justin Fields' blind side. And it makes all the sense in the world to get another Buckeye in there, another fellow Buckeye to block Justin's blind side. So I think Paris Johnson Jr. would be a perfect selection okay. for the Bears. If we got him a beefy 360-pound, 6'6", just a beast of a man, blocking Justin for the next 15 years, his blind side, they'll be best buds. Justin will be bringing him out to, to, to dinner, getting him cool stuff. Just don't let me get blindsided. You're my best friend. If we get Paris Johnson Jr., I'm going to be a happy pappy. So I'm hoping that's what happens. Wow. Okay. I like it. I am very similar boat as you, Chicago Bears. I was looking fully at their offensive line at this point. Um, like you said, if some of those other guys fall, you obviously probably can't pass on them. But <clears throat> excuse me. You're excused. But I agree. Like offensive line right now is exactly what the Bears need. They They put a lot of pieces on their offense to try and get the ball out of Justin's hands into the wide receiver's hands and DJ Moore and Chase Claypool. They need some protection in order to do that. I actually went with the other. I was also between those two, those two top offensive linemen. I went with Peter Skaronsky out of Northwestern uh, for the the Bears. Yeah, out of for the Bears here. Um, Staying home. He's staying in Chicago. And yeah, I went with him. I think any protection, either of those picks are going to be a great fit for the Bears. But that makes a lot of sense what you're saying, needing that left guard, protecting that blind side. So I could see that happening as well. Absolutely. If it means anything, if we got Skaronsky, I would be just as happy. So I'd also be a happy pappy if we got Peter. Well, good. I'm glad to hear you're going to be a happy pappy. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. The number 10 overall pick goes to the Philadelphia Eagles. And sorry, before, can I, do you mind if I interrupt real quick? Before we do the 10th pick, because I know we're going to. Sorry, you cannot interrupt. (laughs) Oh, oh, it's, it's, it's like, you know what I'm going to say, but I don't think you have any idea. I'm Uh, actually going to ask for another advertisement. I know you weren't expecting that. Oh, wow. I wasn't expecting that. Weren't expecting that one. I know. 
But, uh, I mean, we're going to do the 10th pick. We're going to sign off here. And I think it would be – there would be nothing that would make the Wave Riders and myself more excited than for you to just kind of send us off into the draft before the Eagles pick here with a nice little advertisement. Thank you. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, this Making Waves pre-NFL draft episode is, of course, because I've already been eating them, Brought to you by Haribo Gummies. Uh, if you want a snack and you're here for the show, grab yourself some Haribo. NFL draft is just around the corner. Haribo snacks. Perfect for your lover. <laughs> you, if you would have said yeah, if you would have said yeah there, it would have been perfect. If I would have said what? You said perfect for, if you would have said yeah, it would have fit so good. You said yeah. I was like, she's going to do it. You said you're a lover. I was like, oh. Yeah, that- perfect for yeah. Haribo, it- official sponsor of the NFL Draft 2023. <laughs> there we go. That Thanks for helping like- me. You're welcome. Oh, my God. When you said you're a lover, I was like, that was not the direction I was expecting it to go here. <laughs> rhyme with corner and i couldn't and lover doesn't rhyme with corner but i oh my god that was hilarious because you also said like corner so i was like corner yeah right around the corner oh that was freaking hilarious (laughs) very good because you i don't know it started strong your first rhyme i was like okay that must be on the bag because that fits so perfectly (laughs) no the bag says kids and grown-ups love it so the happy world of haribo I would have just read that shit. <laughs> Shut up. All right. Oh, that was good. Very good. Very Thank good. Thank you, Haribo. Thank you, Disney, for sponsoring the NFL draft. Let's talk number 10 pick, the Philadelphia Eagles. Man, they have their cake and they get to eat it too. Super Bowl runners up. Top 10 pick in the NFL draft. What what could be better for this team, honestly? They've got a lot going for them. I wanted to keep along with the same lines of just being absolutely just going buck wild with this mock draft. So I went crazy here. I think the Eagles could go a lot of different ways with this pick. Number one, I think they could absolutely trade back. I think they could garner some more draft capital if they were to trade back. There's a lot of people that are looking for these top 10 slots, so they've got that option. Number two, I think they can fill some needs on defense and go with another corner if one of those these two corners drops or go with some other defensive players that have made it pretty high on the big board list. But for me, I couldn't do a mock draft without saying this guy's name because I think he's just an elite talent. They did get rid of Miles Sanders, so they have a little bit of a need to fill. So with the number 10 overall pick, the Philadelphia Eagles select... Bijan Robinson, the running back out of Texas, arguably one of the best guys, if not the best guy in this year's draft. The reason he falls so low is because people do not put a ton of stock in running backs. They don't last that long in the NFL, so it's hard to put them really high up in drafts. A lot of drafts, mock drafts have him falling even lower, even potentially to to my boys that could fall at 18. I've seen that linked. I've seen a couple like, you know, beyond 20s. But I just got to say his name. This guy is an elite talent and deserves to be a top 10 pick, in my opinion. So, Bijan, oh. new, uh, new home in Philadelphia. And if that happens, run for the freaking hills. <laughs> because that's going to be a scary one-two punch with 
Jalen Hurts, and Bijan Robinson. Dang it. What? I was so excited to you end You picked the- that too? No! I was so excited to end it with a little more outside the box. And oh, I was like, sorry to steal your thunder. You really did. You didn't just steal it. You bottled it up and you just use it yourself as a firework. <laughs> and here I am with a little, with a little hand lighter left and your firework had just exploded. Oh but, man. Obviously I got to respect the pick because I had the same thing. I didn't see it on many mock drafts, but. Yeah. I saw, I saw it on a few, on, but not yeah. me. I saw one person was like, Bijan would make sense here. And I was like, huh, they did lose miles. <clears throat> I was like, they've got like Gainwell and a couple other guys. But that would be a perfect fit for them. He is like I saw like all these these uh, projections for like the top twenty fantasy running backs for next year, and he was like number six. Oh, so I'm sure. I'm sure to be incredible. And I think if the Eagles got him, it would be a wagon. I've said wagon. Oh like my gosh! Five times Put him behind episode. that behind that O line. He also is so good, just out of the slot, coming out of the backfield. Any of that. I mean, they could have yeah. such. Such a crazy, crazy, I don't even want to think about it. It'd be insane it be really with scary. those two. And I think that, yeah, I agree. And they don't have a lot of holes because they are such a good team. And they lost a couple players, but they also filled a lot of holes as well. And I don't think there's going to be anybody there that jumps off the page more than Bijan. Bijan. Bijan Robinson. Bijan. That sounds like a mustard. Bijan mustard. Because Dijon is a mustard. That's why I think it sounds like a mustard. Dang it. I thought I was going way outside the box. I'm like, yeah, because it's one letter different because than Dijon. It because it's basically a mustard. But I think there's going to be a lot of people in Philly that are putting Dijon mustard, Bijan mustard on their Philly cheesesteaks next year. Because I think he's going to be available. I don't think any other team would no. reach to get a running back. The Eagles, like, that's not even their pick. They, they got it from another team. And they have another pick later on in the – the uh, first round. Yeah. They'd be silly not to grab a guy like Bijan. So I think they, I think it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I certainly think he could still be available. The only other team I've seen that could potentially reach would be the Falcons. Yeah. I've seen him link to them a little bit, but yeah, he, I, I think he'll be available. I've seen a lot more that he's pushed even further back. Um, just because Agreed. it is hard to grab a running back that early on, but he's such well, a rare oh, talent. I feel like you got to do it. He is. And I feel like running backs usually don't have a lot of hype coming out of college anymore. And he has all the hype. So mm-hmm. it'd be exciting to see what he does. But yeah, overall, we were pretty similar. I think you said, I said, oh, no, we both said Witherspoon. You said Gonzalez. I said Richardson. But other than that. Richardson. And then you, we had different uh, Chicago Bears. Oronsky and Johnson. But, yeah. But overall, I mean, we have a lot of similar names coming off the board in the top 10. Uh, they we certainly could, could go to different teams and throw everything out of whack, but that's what makes it so fun. It is. That's what makes the NFL draft one of the best sports nights around, especially to give us a little something to hold our hats on until September. But I, my favorite from yours is the Titans trading up and getting CJ because that I did not expect that at all, and that makes all the sense in the world. So that would really create some waves. So we'll see. We will see what happens tomorrow night. Tune in starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The NFL Draft is here. What? (laughs) It's at 8? What? Yes. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tune in tomorrow night. You're welcome, Bob. Um, uh-oh, do you have a volleyball game? <laughs> I do, but it's at 9, but I thought the draft was at 7 p.m. 
your time, 6 p.m. my time. Okay, well, I guess. Uh. Sorry, nope. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tune in tomorrow night. We know what we're talking about, even if Bob gets his times wrong. Yeah, it should be a good one. Lots of exciting things happening all throughout this weekend for the draft. Pay attention to your favorite teams, as well as my favorite team, the Lions, obviously. More importantly, my favorite team, the Chicago Bears, duh. And maybe the Bears. Lots of fun things coming for next season. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you soon. Go Bears. Go Draft. Go Go NFL. And you know what? Now that this episode is officially dropped, the Carolina Panthers are on the clock. Peace. Go Lions.